Hello and welcome to another edition of the Power Sweep podcast presented by North Coast Sports. Antonio Castro joined once again by Chris Van Dyne here. And uh, got a great lineup of games that we've chosen for you for this week. Before we get into this week's action, I'm going to kind of uh, recap what we went through last week. Uh, had a nice game of the year winner on the under uh, for our totals game of the year. Uh, very, very excited about that, and which is going to lead into this week, which we are giving away an exclusive, or not giving away, but we do have an exclusive college five-star side that goes this week. And those uh, college side plays in the month of November right now, uh, hitting at a 63% rate. We're 15-9-1 on those college sides. Got a nice five-star going this weekend. Uh, really want you to jump on board, take advantage of that. Everybody pays the same this week. It's our uh, special Thanksgiving executive service. You can get it for just $125. Again, Thanksgiving executive service is just $125. You'll get every single star-rated play that we offer, both sides and totals in college, as well as all of our NFL plays. Plus all of our marquees as well. And those marquees, wow, they are on a run. College marquees, 41 and 20 run. That is near nearly 70% uh, on those college marquee plays. The NFL top star rated play is on a 68% run the last two years. It's 19, 9, and 1. Uh, the top college total after that college total game of the year winner. Now 28 and 13, 68% the last three years. Why are we telling you all this? Because we want you to increase your bankroll, uh, invest with with us and uh, you'll be able to increase that bankroll just like all of our customers do each and every season again as low as $125 that is the executive services weekend give us a call 1-800-654-3448 1-800-654-3448 you can always go online to our website as well ncsports.com is the website nc short for north coast sports.com all right with that let's get into this week's slate of games chris we got to picked out a nice slate big rivalry week uh, this weekend, so we picked out quite a few rivalry games. Commonwealth Cup on the line, Virginia Tech of Virginia. We're going to look at that game. We're going to take a look at a uh, nice American Athletic Conference showdown between Cincinnati and Memphis. Going to handicap the Bedlam matchup. Got to do that. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Uh, looking going to the SEC. We're going to break down Texas A&M at LSU. Of course, the Apple Cup is this weekend, which means can't miss talking about that game. Washington State at Washington. And then finally leads us into our special two-star right out of the Power Sweep newsletter. We are going to talk about the game, Ohio State at Michigan, uh, for our exclusive two-star in the Power Sweep newsletter. All right, Chris, let's get this thing started. First game out of the gate, Commonwealth Cup, Virginia Tech at Virginia. Virginia Tech is 8-3 and three straight up, 6-5 and five against the spread. Virginia 8-3 and three also straight up, 5-6 and six against the spread. Line opened up. It's going to be a close one. Virginia Tech minus 2 currently sits at Virginia. Tech minus two and a half, so a little bit of early money on the Hokies uh, for this game. Now, Virginia Tech def defensive coordinator Bud Foster, it's his final season at the helm, maybe his final season overall of coaching, having a great send-off. Hokies have held three straight opponents to 182 yards or more below their season average, so uh, just going out with a bang is Foster. Uh, both teams enter on a three-game winning streak in this game. Virginia, Virginia Tech, they've won all three by three or more touchdowns, while Virginia, uh, two of their three wins have been by just seven points or less. Virginia Tech, they've won the Commonwealth Cup 15 straight times. I think they're going to do so again, just like last year. Uh, it's going to be close. Call for the game. It's going to be 
a close game. I'm going field goal, so I'll take Virginia minus the two and a half. Don't do much with it because it should be a close one, though. Uh, just for the record, Virginia Tech has now held the Commonwealth Cup as of today for 5,478 consecutive days. That's 15-year win streak in this series. Unbelievable. Hokies have won six of their last seven with a one-point loss in South Bend. So they're the hot team coming in, man. And, you know, at one point, Virginia Tech was kind of written off. Uh, a lot of people in Blacksburg, some of friends of mine, were not real uh, pleased with Justin Fuente. But, man, he has really done a great job. He recognized the, the issue at quarterback. They switched from Ryan Willis to Hendon Hooker. And since then, 6-0 and with Hooker uh, when he starts, averaging 418 yards per game when he starts dropping to 339 yards per game when uh, Ryan Wilson or uh, Patterson start. So uh, Hooker really makes this offense go. You mentioned the defense. Uh, you know, last week we had our totals game of the year, and we honored Bud Foster, the defensive coordinator of Virginia Tech, retiring his last home game last week. We honored him by making that the totals game of the year. We went with the under against Pitt, and Bud Foster gave us exactly what we wanted, man. Uh Held Pitt to their season low, 177 yards, pitched a shutout, and the Hokies just defense is red hot right now, back-to-back shutouts. The defense had allowed 423 yards per game the first eight games, uh, held Wake Forest to 301 yards per game, then posted two shutouts I mentioned. So they're playing really good defense right now. Virginia's won three straight. They did have close wins against North Carolina and a Georgia Tech team who really you don't respect a whole lot. They're kind of a team that's trending the other way. Uh, Cavaliers allowed 273 yards per game in the first seven, but they've had some injury issues in the secondary, namely Bryce uh, Bryce Hall and Brenton Nelson. Hall's a guy who a lot of people think would go early in the NFL draft this year. Their last four games, they've allowed 416 yards per game. Pass defense has been a little bit of an issue. Uh, Virginia's leading rushers, Bryce Perkins, the quarterback, only averages 3.0 yards per carry. Their top running back only has 399 yards uh, for the season, 4.1 yards per get- carry. That's uh, Wayne Talapapa. Um, and you got the Hokies coming back with a rush defense that's allowed 59 yards per game in their last three. So tough to tough for me to imagine that Virginia's going to be able to run the ball much. Virginia is going to break this streak sooner than later, but this won't be the year. I do think the Hokies win. I think the Hokies are going to take that ACC Coastal title, go to the ACC Championship game, and end up uh, in the Orange Bowl. And uh, I, I would probably lean just slightly with Virginia Tech, three to six points. All right, now let's take a look at this American Athletic Conference AAC game uh, preview game. Uh, could be a title game preview. Cincinnati at Memphis. Cincinnati's ten and one, both teams come in ten and one straight up. Uh, Cincinnati six and five against the spread. Memphis actually eight and three against the spread. Line opened up double digits. Memphis laying minus ten. Uh, Currently, Memphis now up to minus 11, so early money is on the Tigers, and rightfully so, uh, in my opinion. Huge implications on the line again. uh, As I said, Memphis, they must win to assure a trip to the AAC title game. Uh, Cincinnati's already locked in the next week's game. This is just going to determine if they will host or if they will be at Memphis. Uh, or if they beat Memphis, obviously uh, they're going to – and Navy wins, 
Cincinnati will be playing Navy. But if Memphis wins, they're in and they get to host. Uh, also, winner of this game will remain in the top spot for that Group of Five New Year's Day bowl bid because uh, let's not forget that the Group of Five team that is the highest ranked at the end of the season will get a bid uh, or will get the spot to be in a New Year's Day Bowl, and that's huge, huge, huge for these Group of Five schools. So uh, big implications, again, on the line. Cincinnati, uh, they're limping into this game. Yeah, they're 10-1, they, they're but they've been outgained in six of their last seven, including by 100 or more in uh, three of their last four games. So not the typical 10-1 and one team that you see on a week-in, week-out, or year-in and year-out basis. Uh, Bearcats quarterback Desmond Ritter, he's very, very solid, very good quarterback, but he's been dealing with the shoulder injury the last couple of weeks. It's hampered him so much, the last two games, he's failed to even throw for 100 yards. So that is a huge problem for the Bearcats in this game, especially against a Memphis team that can put up some points. Memphis has won five straight on senior day. They've won three straight in this series. They're going to make it six straight on senior day, four straight in this series. Memphis again will win by double digits, lay the points, take the, take the Tigers to win this game and set up a rematch and get to host the American Athletic Conference Championship game against Cincinnati a week from now as well. But Memphis, take them minus the points. Well, these are two teams that just look a, a bit different on paper, but have the same record right now. Um, Memphis, three of their last five have been won by double digits. They're plus 126 yards per game in the season, plus 92 yards per game in uh, AAC play. Against their common foes, Memphis is plus 14 points per game, plus 154 yards per game. Cincinnati, plus eight points per game, but minus 88 yards per game. So significant difference there in the uh, common opponents they faced. Cincinnati, like you said, they, they've been held under 300 yards in back-to-back games. Past game really struggling because of Ritter's injury. Memphis averaging 81 yards per game, more than their opponents are allowing, 16th in the country. Kenneth Gainwell, Walker semifinalist, will be the best running back Cincinnati's faced since they played Ohio State and J.K. Dobbins. And if you recall how that, that went for uh, Cincinnati, did not go very well. Uh, Cincinnati's luck runs out. They've had a rabbit foot in their pocket all year long. I think this Memphis team is just in a good spot to win this game. They're going to be motivated, and uh, I think two touchdowns will be about the right line. Yeah, and they look like the best group of five team in the FBS this year as well so far. All right, well, uh, well, and so far, season's almost over. Um, let's go on. Bedlam, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma 10-1 and straight up. Four and seven against the spread, though. Uh, Oklahoma State eight and three straight up, nine and two against the spread. So much different record spread wise for both of these teams. Line opened up. Oklahoma was laying twelve. Early money's gone on the Sooners. Oklahoma is now minus thirteen in this matchup. Now, uh, Oklahoma State it could be because they lost the their starting quarterback. Spencer Sanders was was injured two weeks ago. Couldn't go last week. Uh, backup turn starter Drew Brown. Uh, you know this is a guy he started twenty two games at Hawaii so he's got plenty of experience started last week Oklahoma State didn't look great last week but he did lead the comeback win uh, over West Virginia so again uh, got plenty of experience led the comeback last week gonna get some uh, gain some confidence there 
While Oklahoma has won three straight following their lone loss, all three of their wins coming into this game have been by four points or less. So they've been just right down to the wire each and every week. Sooners have been uh, in the negative turnover margin in four straight games, which is why they've been held close. Pokes, they haven't lost a turnover battle in four straight games. So when you're talking about turnovers and teams that are uh, you know, having trouble holding onto the ball versus teams that are doing very well at taking the ball away, I mean, that's, got, that's a plus for Oklahoma State and a minus for Oklahoma there. Last year's contest, it was a one-point game. I think this year's matchup is going to be a lot, also a lot closer than expected. I can't lay double digits with Oklahoma in this game. I do think they'll win. Well, maybe I'll, I can lay double digits, but I can't lay two full touchdowns in this one. Um, if Oklahoma wins by double digits, I'll say it'll be by 10, which will mean I'll take the points uh with the Pokes, go Oklahoma State in this one. I think they're going to keep it close. And Oklahoma has uh, just been skating by week in and week out, and I think it's going to be another close win for them again this week. Well, the thing that really stuck out to me with Oklahoma State is how well they play at home. Um, you know, they've won four straight, outgained them two of those, but those were on the road. Uh, Pokes have covered four of their five games at home, plus 135 yards per game at home. Oklahoma's last two road games, they lost by seven to Kansas State, beat Baylor by three after that huge rally. So um, it, it just seems like Oklahoma State gets up to play at home in a big rivalry game like this. They're going to be up even more. You know, one way to bet this game based on Oklahoma's uh, trend of going down in the first half like they did against Kansas State and Baylor might be to play against Oklahoma in the first half. But if they go down big, play them in the second half. Um Cowboys are explosive on offense, averaging 65 yards per game more than their opponents allow. Uh, expect a high-scoring game, it seems like, uh, and I think the Pokes definitely keep it closer than expected. Yeah, I definitely agree there. All right, let's move along. SEC play now. Uh, nice game here. Nice underrated game, in my opinion. Uh, with this slate of games, a lot of rivalry games, this one is very intriguing. Texas A&M at LSU. Uh, A&M comes in 7-4 and four straight up and against the spread. LSU 7-4 and four against the spread as well, obviously undefeated. Uh, just got uh, displaced by Ohio State as number one overall in the college football playoff. But nonetheless, still, you're looking at either the best or the second best team in the country with most observations. We'll agree on that. Uh, line opened up LSU minus 17. It's currently at LSU minus 17 and a half. So a little bit of early money on the Tigers in this one who are the home team. Now, I got to say, though, LSU, they've got four wins this year by 14 points or less. A&M, they've lost just one game this year by more than 14 points. I say that because the line of this line is oh, well over 14 points in this game. So uh, I look at that and I see, okay, uh, A&M does, can keep this game closer than the normal. I'm not crazy here. Now, A&M... Just last week, they played Georgia extremely tough, and I think we all can agree that Georgia is one of the top four or five teams in the nation as well. Um, you know, following four straight wins, including three by three or more touchdowns. So while A&M comes in at seven and four, comes in off a loss, this is a team that's playing very, very well down the stretch. Uh, LSU, I'm not going to say they're going to be looking past the Aggies in this game, but they do have the SEC championship game on deck, and I think it'll be a little bit of a challenge for their kids to stay totally focused in this game. Uh, A&M, they've held three straight opponents to 119 yards or more under their season average. They're number 16 in the FBS in that category. I do like their defense. I think they're good enough to keep this game closer than expected. LSU's going to win this game by double digits. I'll say by 12, which means I'll take A&M plus the points here. 
you know, LSU has kind of owned this series. They won seven and uh, seven straight and covered all seven um, SEC meetings until last year's crazy seven overtime game that the Aggies won 74 72. Um, this is a back 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 to back road games for Texas A&M. It's tough to go off of a game at Georgia and come back at LSU, but you do have to consider A&M's four losses are uh, at Clemson, uh, Auburn, at Alabama or at home against Alabama, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, the fourth loss was uh, from it's escaping me right now. Alabama A&M or Alabama. Clemson, Auburn. Who was that fourth loss, Antonio? Uh, Georgia. Oh, Georgia last week. Yeah, Georgia last week. Yeah, Georgia last week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're all, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, the, those are four, you know, even though Auburn's got some losses this year, those are four really quality losses. They just have had, you know, they haven't been able to win those games, but they've played close in all of them. Uh, so it's a solid team, even though they've got four losses. LSU's off an easy win over Arkansas. They only led that game 7-6 in the second quarter uh, before they scored 42 points straight. Um, you know, LSU has failed to cover the last three as chalk, and I think what we've seen is a market correction on LSU. They were very underpriced at the beginning of the year because, you know, no one expected LSU to suddenly become an offensive juggernaut. Well, once we realize they're an offensive juggernaut like they are, they suddenly became overpriced, which led to last week's backdoor cover. You know, they were laying on, uh, between 42 and 44 points last week, depending on when you got that line. You know, there's no doubt that LSU's got the offense, but the Aggies hold opponents 90 yards per game below their average. Uh, they've held three straight opponents to 260 yards or less. They're battle-tested after playing Bama and Clemson. Uh, they had a 14-point loss to Clemson earlier this year on the road, 19-point loss versus Bama, but they were only outgained by 59 yards in that game. Defense uh, led by Justin Matabuke, nine and a half tackles for loss this year, including four sacks. They only allow 129 rushing yards a game. They have number 16 pass efficiency defense, so they're a pretty well-rounded defense. They do everything pretty well. Jimbo Fisher's four and one is an away dog, so I, yeah, I think that A and M keeps this within that nineteen point line. I think between fourteen and seventeen is about where I'd call it. I think A and M will. It's small play on A and M this week. All right, let's move along now to the Pac twelve game of the week here. Uh, Washington State at Washington, obviously big rivalry game here. Uh, Washington, both teams very disappointed seasons though overall for both teams had high expectations coming in. Washington State and Washington both six and five straight up, same record. Um, Washington State's four and six and one against the spread. Washington has got the same record straight up as they do uh, against the spread. The Vegas spread odds obviously six and five. Line opened up Washington minus six. Uh, currently. It's gone up. Washington is now laying either between minus seven and a half and minus eight. So you're gonna have to lay a little bit more if you're back in the Huskies. I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, Washington, they they're struggling down the stretch. That's not a, uh, you know, that's not a, a shock here. But they, uh, you know, lo having lost four of their last six games, um, but they've absolutely dominated this series, Apple Cup. They've won nine of ten, including six in a row by an average of 22 points per game. So say whatever you want. When it comes to this rivalry game, Washington just seems to just dominate and dominate each and every year. Uh, Wazoo 
as uh, you know, one of the worst defenses in the nation this year. They've already had to fire their defensive coordinator in the middle of the season. They've allowed three straight, straight opponents to gain 122 or more yards more than their season average. Um, and Washington, after finishing with just 238 yards last week in that surprising loss at, loss at Colorado, I think they're going to look to uh, f- look forward to this week's matchup, reestablish their offense this week, especially that run game. You know, they've been held under 60 yards in two of their last three games. I think they can find some 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 uh, open running lanes this week against Washington State's leaky defense. Uh, can't go against series history in this game. Going to go at Washington by double digits again. Uh, they just own this series, and until they stop, I'm going to keep riding the Huskies. Yeah, you know, this was purely a series play for me, but um, as I handicapped it, I was really looking for a reason to like Washington aside from just what they've done in the series. And you mentioned that six straight wins by 22 points per game. Not only have they won those games by 22 points per game, but they've blown the Vegas line out by 19 points per game in those six meetings. So they're covering easy when they play the Cougars. Um, Cougars have won the last two. They, uh, they or their last two games. They, they put up over 600 yards in back-to-back games. But, you know, the defense has really struggled. They allowed – uh, Stanford and Oregon State to put up season-high yards with 510 and 601 yards, respectively, in their last two games despite those wins. Six of the last eight, Washington State has allowed over 500 yards, 93 yards per game more than their opponents are averaging. That's number 124 in the country. So this, this is a really struggling defense when you look at it. Um, Washington also come in struggling, lost four of the last six. Off that surprising loss of Colorado, but, you know, the one thing I finally noticed, and, uh, you know, because I, I, we talked about it, I'm not a huge fan of Jacob Eason, but I got to give him some credit. Against better competition in big games, he has put up some decent numbers. Um, threw for 289 and 316 with a 7-2 to ratio against Oregon and Utah. Those are the two best teams in Pac-12 by far, and he threw for over 300 yards against Utah. Okay, that that kind of sells me that in a game like this against a bad defense that he's going to have a pretty good game. Um, Peterson owns Washington State. Huskies have big defensive edge, uh, holding opponents 65 yards per game below their average. That's number 29 in the country. And they've got a good pass defense, number 18 in pass efficiency D. And I just prefer if I'm going to match up like this, I'm going to take the team with a better defense and a better coach, and I think that's Washington. All right, going from one extreme to the next, uh, out west to the Midwest, we're going to our special two-star right out of the Power Sweep newsletter and going to talk about the game. Big game, the, the game, Ohio State at Michigan. Ohio State 11-0 straight up, number one uh, ranked team in the playoff committee's eyes. 8-3 and three against the spread. Uh, Michigan 9-2 and two straight up, 7-4 and four against the spread in this one. Line opened up, Ohio State was laying 8.5 to begin the, the week. Currently, Ohio State minus 9, so early money is on the Buckeyes a little bit. Uh, you know, I do think, Chris, though, with Ohio State, they won by just 11 points last week. I thought very, very, very misleading uh, final score. I think it's going to give uh, us some great value and you some great value here as you head into this weekend's game. Uh, you know, the Buckeyes, let's talk a little bit more about last week's misleading uh, final score, winning by just 11. You know, they had a 251 to 64 yard edge over Penn State, 260 or 251 to 64 at the half. But they only led 14 to nothing. Now, you look at that. I mean, 
turnovers. Turnovers is what caused it, and the only reason why that game was close is because Ohio State kept killing themselves, and it wasn't anything that a, a very good Penn State team was doing. It was more what Ohio State was doing to itself uh, to let that game uh, be so as close as it was. Now, uh, I'm not taking anything away from Michigan. They're playing great down the stretch. Um, you know, but I just think this this Buckeye team, it's one that we've watched week in and week out. It's just they're just on a totally different level. And, um, you know, let's not forget last year, Ohio State just annihilated Michigan. They scored 62 points. It was the most points ever allowed by a Michigan team in a regulation game, uh, you know, non-overtime. And this Ohio State team is more explosive this year than they were last year. So I don't think there's going to be a problem with Ohio State being able to score in this game. I think they're going to be able to put up points. Uh, And then the other thing is... Michigan's offensive line versus Ohio State's defensive line. Obviously, Chase Young is back. If if they did allow defense, defensive players to win the Heisman, he would be the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, he's the best college football player in the nation this year. Michigan's allowed four sacks two weeks ago against Michigan State. Uh, Ohio State, they've had four or more sacks in nine of their 11 games. They're going to get at least four this week. Uh, Shea Patterson he can move a little bit, but not as well as uh, you know what Michigan fans would like, especially in this game. Ohio State's defensive line is going to take control, and Ohio State's going to win by at least three touchdowns in this game. I'll say take Ohio State, lay the points. I know it's a rivalry game. Usually rivalry games are close, but I don't think this one will be. Ohio State minus the points here. Well, I, I really just think that Ohio State's defense will control Michigan. Um, they're only allowing 217 yards per game, 91 rushing yards a game. I just can't see Shea Patterson keeping Michigan in this game that that far. Um, you know, the Buckeyes, like you said, they should have won more comfortably last week. They know that, so they'll cut their mistakes out. Last year, they, they put up 567 yards uh, on Michigan. I do think Michigan's defense will be a little eager to prove at home that, you know, that they're not the turnstile defense that Ohio State made them look, at, look like last week, just running right through them. But uh, I, I don't think Michigan's offense can move the ball enough on Ohio State. They, they were held under 300 yards twice this year. They only put up 331 yards on Maryland's poor defense. So I, I, I don't see how they're going to move it on Ohio State. I think defense keeps Michigan in it for a half. But I do think Ohio State pulls away probably between 14-17 point win in the end for Ohio State. And I don't mind at all laying the points here. And that is our special two-star right out of that newsletter. So take Ohio State minus the points in that matchup. Okay, everybody, that's going to do it for our picks this week. Again, want to remind you, we got a special five-star going this weekend. Uh, you can get that five-star as well as all of our other star-rated plays. Again, Thanksgiving executive service, just $125. Uh, we'll get you every single star-rated play that we offer. You know what? Let's do. You know what? We've been uh, offering specials all season long, Chris, but uh, let's give a better one out this week. Yeah, for Thanksgiving, we want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to the podcast all year. So we'll give a little bit of a bonus uh, discount this week, $15 off any uh, late phone package. If you call in and give the code Triple M, which the the 125 exec you get now for 110, that's a great deal for the Thanksgiving exec. You know, there's 60-some games this week, 62, I think. Yeah, so uh, a ton of value this week. We're giving out a five-star, and, uh, you know, a lot of value on college football this week. 
And also I want to mention one more thing. If you haven't seen Power Sweep and you just listen to the podcast, you can go on ncsports.com and check it out. You can get, buy a single issue. You can buy the rest of the year. You've got our double bowl issue coming up in a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, a lot of value. And there's a lot of rivalry games we didn't talk about. If you want our pick in the Iron Bowl, if you want our pick in some of those other great rivalry games this weekend, you know, we do have some strong opinions on some of those games. Definitely go check out ncsports.com and uh, get that uh, get single issue or just buy in for the rest of the year. Or you can call in 1 800 654 3884. Out three four four eight one eight hundred six five four three four four eight, and uh, either get some power sweep or uh, call in. We also got our power plays newsletter. College four and four and a half stars on a thirty two and twenty run, sixty two percent the last nine weeks. So we got a couple newsletters, and uh, don't forget that discount fifteen dollars off a late phone package with the code triple M. One more time, the phone number is one eight hundred six five four three four four eight. All right, Mr. Van Dyne, thank you very much. That's going to do it for us again this week. Appreciate all you guys out there listening uh, to the Power Sweep podcast for Chris Van Dyne. I'm Antonio Castro, and we will talk to you again in a week from now. Have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs>